0: The following program is brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio. One accord,
1: waiting for the promise of the Spirit of the Lord. 120 gathered in one place, heaven betrayed for the Spirit of grace. When suddenly there came a sound, a rushing mighty wind, the Holy Ghost begin to be poured out upon all men. Wow. <laughs> This is the spoken by the prophet Joel, spoken by the this is the spoken by the prophet Joel, in the last days I wore out my spirit, saying the no. Lord. What to think? Some begin to mock and said they've had too much to drink. Peter said these men are not drunk as she supposed. Here comes the preaching and the will begin to flow. They caught our pain in bed and what shall we do? Repent and be baptized, every one of you. I I, do you see that. that? Spoke about a puppy joke. Oh, 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 see that. that? Spoken by Still flowing, the promise hasn't ended. You can't dispute the facts. The fire's still burning, just like the Book of Acts. He fills you with the Spirit, you will speak with other tongues. That's still the way that the Holy Ghost comes. Ha ah, ah, ha ah, ah. ha ha! This is that spoken by the Prophet John Oh oh, oh that. This that spoken by the Prophet John
2: Bob, The Tell It Like It Is radio show is live tonight on this August, what is it, August 23rd? Yeah, 2020. Good to have you in the studio. I am in the studio. You're not in the studio, but good to have you listening to me while I'm in the studio. I've got people texting me tonight. You can do that, 701-290-7862, as long as you're nice to me. You can text me. If you're mean, you can't. Um, If you don't like what I'm saying, uh, phrase it in a nice way when you text me, okay? 701-290-7862. Who's texting me so far? We've got, ooh, this one just came in. The Ben Burling family listening up in Park River. And uh, he did a great job, Ben, did leading those uh, worship services up there. We were just up there. Sister Brett's and her family is listening tonight. Good to have Ivan and Sue listening. Also, we've got, um, brother Joe in Arkansas listening tonight. Uh, brother Joe, we got, uh, brother Dale Jones listening tonight. We've got, um, let's see. We've got brother Rose listening from Mount Sterling, Kentucky. We've got Dave Shart listening from Fargo, North Dakota, that desolate land of Fargo. It's so good to have all of you that are listening tonight. I got some good news I'm going to tell you. Uh, we, we, uh, I pastor the New Life Pentecostal Church right here in Dickinson, North Dakota. We had a man that, uh, his mom and his brother come to this church. And while he lived here, he came too, but he moved away and he moved to a place called Albert Lee, Minnesota. And I just got a call from the pastor this weekend telling me that Perry was baptized in Jesus' name this morning. That is exciting stuff. So I was fired up about that. And uh, I get fired up any time somebody gets baptized in Jesus' name. Justin, uh Bemis listening from Hot Springs, South Dakota. I never know where you're at. How did you get to Hot Springs, South Dakota? Zach and Leah from the woods of Minnesota. What kind of woods are you in? Are you quarantining over there in Minnesota? What What are they doing over there? Crazy, crazy time. If you're listening outside of North Dakota, we've got a lot of uh, sickness in our state. There's people that have come down with that COVID flu, but most of our state's just operating as normal. We're making a living and uh, doing what's right. I feel pretty good, so I'm glad for that. I'm praying, one of my prayers is that God keeps that flu virus away from our church family and from our area here. And if you don't live in this area, you've got to pray for your own area. Can't pray for everybody. The, uh, oh man, I got all kinds of, of people listening. The Stagner's listening at Bowman tonight. Miss those guys. And we're glad that they're listening. Again, you can text me 701-290-7862. I'm excited. Um, we have Brother Farron coming in, an evangelist. He's preaching Wednesday and Sunday this week. And next Sunday, he'll be on my radio show. So Brother Farron will be doing the radio show next Sunday, um, and so, hey, we've got some woodses listening up in Beulah tonight. I love those people. Um, the, um, I was right. Those people that are listening normally from Fargo are actually quarant- quarantining in Minnesota somewhere. That's, I, I, you know, I didn't, I was just joking. I didn't really think you were. But anyway. Huh. You know, I want to play this song. Can I do that to start with? Let me see here. How, how do I do this? Let's try this. I love this song. This is by a Pentecostal group called the Dunaways, but I know that Timothy Spell is singing the lead on this. It doesn't say it on the credits, but I know he is because of his voice. And so listen to this song and, and give me some feedback. Two nine zero seven zero one two nine zero seven eight six two.
1: As a devil's right hand. Cussed like a sailor, always looking for a fight. Rumor was he stole the boy, took at he died. Scared the congregation one Sunday in May. When he ran up to the altar and they heard Billy say, Take me to the river, wash me clean. Oh, yeah. The preacher took him by the arm and hid it out the door. Everybody followed all the way to the shore. In the back of our minds, while we stood there and prayed, we were waiting for the color of the water to change. But it never did. It was as filthy as him. He popped up out of the water and he said it again. To the river, wash me clean. Let my sins drift down to New Orleans, out into the middle of the Gulf of Mexico. Where they'll be forgotten and no one will ever know just how dirty I was before I met the Lord. I'm the kind of sinner that He made the muddy Mississippi for, yeah. Yes, God can clean anyone if you clean Billy Ray Hey, take me to the river, wash me clean Let my sand fill down the New Orleans Out into the middle of the Gulf of Mexico Where they'll be forgotten and no one will ever know Just how dirty I was before I met the Lord I'm the kind of sinner that he made the Muddy Mississippi I'm the kind of sinner that he made the Muddy Mississippi
2: Mississippi 4 you can tell why I didn't bring my guitar in the studio tonight <clears throat> I got my voice is kind of gone a lot of people texting me some first time listeners good to have you with us and uh, and you long time listeners good to have you with us we uh, if I didn't say this I pastor the New Life Pentecostal Church right here in Dickinson North Dakota and we Come on this radio program live every Sunday night, 8.06 to 9.06 Mountain Time. We're picked up by Holy Ghost Radio also. And so I'm not sure which way you're listening, but glad that you are listening. And we've got, um, even, even though there's been some sickness in our area, we still had a good attendance in our church today. And uh, we're glad for that. And we're believing that God can keep us and heal us. Um, really um, just appreciate... The goodness of God. You know, I'm kind of between two things, but I think I'm going to go with, um, I've got, I'm, I'm, I'm actually prepared for two different things to do on the radio show tonight, and I've been stalling to get started. But I think I'm going to talk about what I talked about in, in our church service today. In the book of Luke chapter 17, uh, we read a story about prophecy of the end times. Jesus talked about He talked about um, Jesus' return, his return. He talked about um, what's going to be happening in the world at this time. I'm not going to read all of it, Luke chapter 17, but he was talking about how there'll be two in the field, one will be taken, the other one left behind. There'll be two in a bed, one will be taken, one will be left behind. But some of the things that he mentioned in Luke 17 were... The fact that there was going to be, during this time, there was going to be what appeared to be a normal, a normalcy. There was going to be marriage, there was going to be people buying, planting, building, uh, and he said things were going to be somewhat normal just before he came back. Now, I don't do a lot of end time teaching on the radio or really anywhere that much, but I. I'm one of these people that believe Jesus is going to come back before the great tribulation and the reason I don't make a big deal out of it is I, I I do believe there's certainly a um on either side of the issue you can find scriptures that would back up what you think but one of the reasons that I believe that it's true is because Jesus said as in the days of Noah they're going to be you know marrying and giving in marriage and so on in the days of lot they were he he said that they were uh, you know, that, that they were building, buying, planting, and so on. And so, uh, you know, getting married and, and those type of things, buying, selling. And so I think the world is going to, what Jesus said, he's going to come like a thief in the night. And I believe that's true. And so back in, in uh, Jesus said that in Noah's day, it seemed normal, in Lot's day, it seemed normal. And I believe when he comes back, it's going to seem like a normal day. Now, let me just tell you this, that neither Lot's situation or Noah's situation was really normal. Both of them were living in a very wicked society. But you can get normalized to anything. Like, um, our world, our country is kind of going weird. You know, the United States has always, you know, it's never been perfect, and there's always been imperfect and immoral and criminal people and so on here, always. Whether you go back to the very beginning, um, some of the atrocities committed against Native Americans, and, and maybe some of the atrocities coming back the other way from Native Americans. I mean, this country has never been a perfect place, even way back when, and we realize that. But our country is going weird now. We're, we're getting weird. Like, uh, I mean, riots in the street, um, you know, tearing down statues, uh, uh, you know, breaking into buildings, busting windows, and, and um, it's just crazy what's going on. But still, people are buying and selling, building and planting. Like, no matter how crazy it goes, you still try to go to work in the morning. And so I do believe that what normal is can be, um, can be uh, you know, just something that changes from wherever you live. I think we can get used to, as humans, we can adapt and get used to just about anything. And so even though in the days of Noah and in the, in the area of Sodom and Gomorrah and the days of Lot, they, uh, they were completely away from the principles of God, they were still going on as life as usual until the flood came in Noah's day until the fire came in in Lot's day and so this this um, this concept of uh, and as we begin to talk about Luke chapter 17 in the end times um, I want you to know Jesus could return any moment I believe that I believe that you're going to be getting up for work tomorrow morning. I'm going to get it. I'm a I'm a carpenter here in Dickinson. We we have a big church, but I've just decided never to take an income from the church. I've got a really good business, Simon's Homes here in town if you're familiar with that in Dickinson. We do siding, windows, roofing, gutters, build decks, replace glass. I got a free ad in just now, didn't I? But you know this this um uh I don't I don't take an income, but tomorrow morning I'll be getting up. I I think I might be doing a A little plastic roof tomorrow, that's what I might be working on, if it all works out. One of those little, uh, it's just one of those see-through roofs, I might be doing that. And you might be going to UPS or wherever you work. But Jesus could interrupt all that, because there's nothing stopping him from coming right now. I don't believe there is. In fact, Luke 17.37 ends with this verse. They asked Jesus, "What are the times? What are the what should we be looking for for your return?" And Jesus replied, he said, and let me read it out of the living bible. He said, "Just as the gathering of vultures, the King James says eagles, show that a, there is a carcass nearby, so s- shall these signs indicate that the end is near." So around here in western North Dakota, when you see Buzzards or eagles circling something, you assume there's a carcass there. Jesus said, when you see all the end time signs coming, you can assume that it's going to be soon. Even though the rest of this world is looking at everything kind of as normal, God's people realize nothing about what's going on right now is normal. We are, there is, people are, are realizing that we are living in a very interesting time. And if you are a studier of the Bible prophecy at all, you'll realize that many of these things that are happening now were prophesied many years ago in the Bible. Um, you know, including the, what's happened to the nation of Israel since 1948 when they became a nation. That's a phenomenal thing. That's, that's a direct biblical prophecy. And that was 72 years ago. We realize the Bible says that in the last days, there's going to be a man that takes over this world, as the Bible calls him, the Antichrist. He's going to combine, he's going to bring the world into a one-world government system. You know, really, folks, there's been people that have tried it over the years, Genghis Khan, uh, you know, Adolf Hitler, um, the communists, uh, you know, Napoleon, I suppose. Uh, There have been people that have tried to conquer the whole world, but it's always been stopped. But it will be successful in the last days. And in this one world government, the Bible says nobody is going to be able to buy or sell without a certain number and a mark. Do you know that the technology to do that has never been available until the last 15 years? Do you know that many people, many places, I would say probably close to the majority of the people in this world have a cell phone. We, It would be so easy at this point to make it so you couldn't buy or sell without a number. In fact, in the United States, without a social security number, you can't hardly do anything. And they give you those before you get out of the hospital. I'm not trying to scare you, but maybe I am a little bit, but what I'm I'm saying here today is the vultures are circling. The vultures are are circling, and what Jesus meant by that is that when you see these things happen, you can tell that there's a carcass there, like there's something going to happen. Jesus spent much time in the Gospels talking about the second coming. He really did. Study it for yourself, especially especially Matthew, Mark, and Luke. You'll find that Jesus is recorded there telling stories about the second coming, specifically talking, like in Luke, uh, verses I'm referencing tonight, Luke 17, Matthew 24. He, he specifically talked about that. Then many of the parables Jesus talked about, like the great wedding feast, and just so many parables, Jesus talks about the second coming. One of the parables, he talks about these ten virgins, five wise, five foolish. There's only one reason that story's in the Bible. Because Jesus is telling us you need to be ready because you can be lulled to sleep by this world. All of, the, all of this teaching that Jesus did in the Gospels, is to motivate us to live a life of holiness and dedication to the Lord and to keep the main thing, the main thing, and the main thing is not drinking, getting married, buying, selling, planting, and building. Well, this is Pastor Bob. I'm going to play a song. I'm going to read some of my texts, and they look like they're really coming in tonight. Text me tonight, 701-290-7862.
3: There's a dozen points of view Are like sand Stretching out as far as the eye can see There's a thousand different philosophies But there's just one more And there's just one night with a
2: Baptised in that name, that name of Jesus, so fun teaching my discipleship pastor Bob back here by the way, so fun teaching my discipleship class every Sunday morning. our lesson was on baptism in Jesus name today, and there was a very sincere man there that that has lived for God many years that um in a different way has never heard about baptism in Jesus name until just recently and um and I I could tell that he was getting a lot out of that and I just I believe it won't be too long before he's baptized in Jesus' name. Hey, everybody's texting me, so thank you for that. Well, let me see. We've got uh uh we got Brother Paul down in Wapiton, we've got um Darren, we've got let's see, who who do we have? Oh, we have got some good news here. We have Sydney was baptized in our Ashley Church this morning. Uh, Brother Berling texted me. Sydney was baptized in our, in our uh, Ashley church. That's cool. We've got Luke Stoner listening. We've got Sierra and Abe listening. Dave Shart is sending me encouraging things. We've got the Willis family listening. We've got Greg from Louisiana listening. Good to have you. I don't know if you've ever texted in before or not, but I'm glad to have you listening. And Brother Farron is listening tonight, who's going to be the speaker next week on this program. And that will be good. You don't want to miss that. We're talking about today about Luke chapter 17. Jesus is talking and teaching about the last days when he comes back to this world. And one, right in the middle of this, talking about the days of Noah and the days of Lot, of Sodom and Gomorrah, Jesus throws out something which is, I believe, the third shortest verse in the Bible. It's right behind, Jesus wept and rejoice evermore. And in verse 32 of Luke 17, it says, remember Lot's wife. I want to spend the rest of the program talking about that tonight. Why would Jesus tell us to remember Lot's wife? If you know the answer to that, text me, 701-701. Two nine zero seven eight six two. No, Brother Paul, I don't have my guitar with me tonight. Tell me why Jesus said to remember Lot's wife. I'm going to tell you why I think he did. But you can text me and tell me why you think he did. In Genesis 19 and 17, it says, And it came to pass, when they had brought them forth abroad, these angels had helped Lot, Lot's wife, and their two daughters escape from Sodom. It was a terrible, violent city. And they helped him escape because they were going the Lord was going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. And they got him out of the city, and the angels said, Escape for thy life, Genesis 19, 17. Look not behind thee, neither stay thou in all the plain. Escape to the mountain, lest thou be consumed. So the angels told him, you need to get out of here and don't look back. But in Genesis 19.26, the Bible said, But his wife, Lot's wife, looked back from behind him, and she became a pillar of salt. And then Jesus said in Luke 17.32, Remember Lot's wife. So there are two things that I want to bring up about Lot's wife that we should remember. Somebody said she looked back with remorse. You're going to have to explain that just a little more. Look back with remorse to me. Number one, I think the obvious reason that Lot's wife looked back is that she loved Sodom too much. That's the obvious reason. She didn't really want to leave. Neither one of them did. You'll find out that they tarried, they lingered, the Bible says, when the angels warned them to get out of town. And the angels, the Lord had mercy on them, and the two angels grabbed all four of their hands, and they took off. They drug them out. And then when they got out of ways, yeah, she didn't really want to go. They drug them out of ways, and, and then they said, don't look back, run, because you're not safe here. Verse 33 of Luke 17 explains a little bit about remember Lot's wife because Jesus said in verse 33, whosoever shall seek to save his life shall lose it, and whosoever shall lose his life shall preserve it. This verse comes immediately after remember Lot's wife. And I, because it does, I am confident that it's not talking about saving your life as far as your breathing and your, your uh, cognitive ability. It's not talking about self-preservation. It is talking about laying down your life for God. It's talking about sacrificing your plans, your dreams, and your future for God. Remember Lot's wife, is, is being willing, Jesus says, to remember her so that we're willing to let go of our life in this world, to lay it down. And that's exactly what that means. That's one of the meanings. Remember Lot's wife. Lot's wife <coughs> loved Sodom. Something about Sodom she loved. And she, had, she was really sad to leave. She was leaving with mixed emotions. Now, after what had happened that night about those men trying to attack, um, I don't even want to tell you the story. It's so gross. I mean, it's terrible. You can read it yourself in Genesis 19. It's gross. But after that story, I can't believe she didn't want to get out of Sodom. You know, the uh, brother Ben Berling texted me, First John 2.15, she loved the world. That's true. That's the obvious reading of this. But what did she look back on? Why did she look back? What was she looking for back there, specifically? Well, we don't know that exactly. I'm going to suppose some things, okay? She could be looking back at Sodom because she was leaving her life there her maybe her entertainment maybe what she enjoyed maybe she was part of a crocheting club maybe she uh, maybe she liked the sports stadium they had uh, maybe she enjoyed visiting with her neighbors and hearing all the gossip in town you know people get themselves all tangled up people think we're we're um we're too uh, tangled up in our church I was telling our church today, do you know how much commitment it takes to be a member of the Hells Angels, that motorcycle gang? You can't just join. You can't just sign up. You can't just put in a registration fee. You have to become a prospect first. And it takes a long, long time to join. And once you join, (coughs) you are a member for life. They don't want you to quit. In fact, there could be repercussions if you do quit. The Hells Angels become your family, and they take precedence over your real family, over your job, over anything you do. In fact, many chapters of the Hells Angels, you can't drive a Kawasaki or a Yamaha or a Honda. You have to own a Harley Davidson. Some chapters allow you to own another American-made bike, like an Indian. Why am I saying all that? Because Lot's wife could have been tied into Sodom she could have been part people people get tied you know people get tied in they love this world there are so many people battling depression right now because sports are still down because of of the COVID-19 flu you know the there there. you know people are are funny what they commit to and when you commit to going to church like Somebody asked me here recently, I told them about our Wednesday night service. they said, well, do, is that something I have to go to or I'm expected to go to? <laughs> and I'm like, no, it should be something you want to go to. You see, this isn't about an obligation. This is about commitment. And if you want to find commitment, our world's committed to a lot of things. Uh, you got, you got soccer moms. you got parents that, whose kids are in sports. They drop everything and live for that. And I'm just telling you, this could be, be some of what Mrs. Lot was committed to. Jesus said, remember Lott's wife. Um, it, n- number two, people are texting me things. Number two could be her her home. How many people love their home? How many people enjoy fixing up their home? How many people are proud of their home? Am I saying that's wrong? Not necessarily. But I believe you could love your home too much. You see, remember Lot's wife is talking about Jesus being first in our life and everything else a far second. <clears throat> Maybe she loved her belongings. Maybe she was into knickknacks. Maybe she she uh, had mementos from her parents. My mom's got a lot of stuff. She's got a lot of some of those old pictures and stuff. I, I do like those. And I if I do get time, I enjoy going to my mom's and looking at those scrapbooks. <clears throat> There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with owning a watch that your great-grandfather owned or a shotgun that your grandfather owned. There's nothing wrong with that. I used to own a twenty two that my, my grandfather owned and one of my boys confiscated that. Do I sound bitter? I'm not. <laughs> I'm not really a things person, by the way. Like, I like my home. I like my car. I got a real blessing on my car. It was just amazing. I, I'm not even going to tell you, but it's cool what happened to my car. Motor blew up. The dealership put in a brand new motor for free. Crazy. God bless me. I've got a motorcycle. It's kind of an old one, but I drive it around. I love it. I drove it to the studio tonight. I wished I had a jacket. It's cold. I'm going I'm to freeze on my way home. But you know what, if somebody, you know, kicked over the motorcycle or stole it, I wouldn't cry, I wouldn't lose any sleep. I got insurance. I'd probably buy me another old one. But you see, people love these things. Maybe it was her career that she loved. She looked back at Sodom with a longing. The angel said, don't look back, she looked back. Somebody texted me, maybe she looked back at her children. Her children there. Your daughters and sons-in-laws live there. That's certainly something to be sad about, to think I'll never see them again. They're going to be destroyed. But when the angel says, don't look back, you need to say goodbye to this world. Don't look back. You know, my goal in life is to bring as many people to heaven with me as I possibly can. But you know what? I'm going to go, and I'm not going to look back. Here's a song by Brother Farron that we're going to play, and uh, he's going to be our speaker next week. We'll probably feature his music next week. This is one of the first songs I remember him playing in our church. Now, this song will get a hold of you and actually stick in your head if you're not careful.
3: The Lord will be returning very soon, maybe evening, morning, or at noon. Not for the foolish virgins, but the wise Then recompense the world for all their lies The born-again believers will sing their triumph song Selah, it might not be too long All ages standing by Waiting for that trumpet in the sky Then the archangel will blow it loud And we'll all meet together in the clouds Even so, come Lord Jesus Is what we ought to pray Say, ah, he might just come today Return through pain and tests and trials for us to learn to cultivate a Christ-like attitude. Be holy unto Jesus, the bread of life, our food. We'll hear the words, "Thou good and faithful servant, enter in." Say, "La!" Your rest will now begin. Think about it before it gets too late You better say like, cause when he comes back he won't wait You better count the cost, there's one thing you can't buy won't be no tickets sold on eBay when we fly Jesus is coming back, he is coming back real soon Don't know just when it could be, morning, night or noon is coming back as a thief in the night before he does my friends you better make things right off above the clouds we live on high no more sickness no more tears we'll never have to die the mystery of godliness is shown the glory of the Father to us, He's been made known. Forever we will praise Jesus throughout eternity. La. Well, that's what it means to me.
2: That's what it means to me. Pastor Bob, the Tell It Like It Is radio show. Got about 20 minutes left in the program. I pastor the New Life Pentecostal Church right here in Dickinson, North Dakota, and our next service will be Wednesday night at 7.30. Evangelist Bill Farron will be the speaker. I'm looking forward to it. When I announced that he was speaking in our church this week, everybody cheered. Let me just kind of move in here a little bit. Uh, the uh, I talked about how I've got a couple reasons Jesus said to remember Lot's wife. The obvious reason, of course, Lot's wife fell in love with her world and really didn't want to leave it. Jesus said so many things about that. Like, for instance, in Mark 8.35, he said, For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. Whosoever shall lose his life for my sake and the gospel's, the same shall save it. For what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? There was a Pentecostal song that used to be sung a lot. We'd hear evangelists or their wives sing it when they would travel through. When my wife and I were first in the church in Bismarck. Goodbye, world, goodbye. (laughs) And you know, that's our attitude. Jesus has got to be first. But number two, let me talk about this. I've got a few minutes. Number two, remember Lot's wife. I think remembering Lot's wife, we should realize, how did she get to Sodom? There would have been no, dramatic, no attempt at a dramatic rescue if Lot had never moved his family to Sodom. Lot made some bad decisions in his life, and his family paid the price for those decisions. Everything would have been different if Lot wouldn't have moved to Sodom. I believe so, or most everything. You can't tell what people will do. But Lot moved to Sodom because of materialism, because of greed. He didn't move there because he was thinking right. The Bible said that Sodom was in a well-watered plain. It was just like the Garden of Eden. That's how lush it was. And Lot's selfish decision for monetary betterment, maybe wanting the excitement of the big city life, he brought his family so close to this world, and it cost them big time. You know, this, I'm telling you, Lot, even though in the book of, in, I think it's in First Peter, it said Lot was that righteous man, Lot. I'm not going to disagree with the scripture, but that righteous man, Lot, made some bad decisions, and moving his family to Sodom was one of the worst decisions he ever made. Sometimes people wonder why I I harp about television, Hollywood movies, non-Christian music, non-Christian literature. Why do I harp about that stuff? Because Lot brought his family to Sodom, and many of you are bringing Sodom to your family. You're not moving to Sodom. You're moving Sodom into your house. I can't believe that Christian people listen to this garbage music. The garbage rock and roll music. The garbage country music. The lyrics of that, uh, you say, oh, there's some good songs. I'm sure there's some good songs. I'm sure there's some patriotic songs and so on. And songs about family. But I mean... You know, I've got a brother-in-law one time was going to an Eagles concert, and I told him, I can't believe you're going to an Eagles concert. He goes, well, they've got a lot of good songs. Well, I happened to have my guitar there. I picked up my guitar and started strumming and playing some of their songs. I got seven women on my mind. Blankety-blank, whatever. (laughs) You know, it wasn't blankety-blank, but I mean, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, don't, don't try to convince me that music is good. It's not. I grew up listening to it. I'm not blaming this music, but that music led me to my next step of drug addiction. Listening to Alice Cooper and Ozzy Osbourne and, and Led Zeppelin and, and the Rolling Stones and all these people, their music did not lead me to Christ. It led me away from there. See, you don't have to move to Sodom anymore. You can move Sodom into your house. You know, like like what about anything on television is any good? It was through television and Hollywood movies that the America began to accept homosexuality as normal. You see, Lot destroyed his family because of his bad decisions. And it's not just Hollywood movies. It's not just television. It's not just rotten music or literature, but so many things. You know, I don't parent teenagers now, but these cell phones in the hands of these young kids and young teenagers, that's pretty scary to me. If you, if your kid, I, I know, I know parents that are on top of that. They monitor it. But some parents just give them a phone, do whatever you want. We've got, uh, we have a lady coming to our church this summer. She's, she's Amish. She's a real Amish lady, really a nice lady. She's working in Medora for the summer, and she's been attending our services. And, uh, and we've got a lot of ex-Amish people coming to our church that grew up Amish. In fact, the minister at our beach church grew up Amish and his brother lives out there and another man in our beach church grew up Amish. We've got another man that's attending our church this summer. He grew up Amish. I'm not Amish. I don't think electricity's bad. But I know why the Amish do what they do because they want to keep Sodom out of their homes now I don't think electricity is evil but the electricity that powers your your uh, movie box and your television you know what there there are people listening to me right now I guarantee it that watch that garbage and think it doesn't affect you or it doesn't affect your children there's a Greek word for that or is it Hebrew hogwash I'm not sure which one it is it might be Norwegian You know, this, this, um, you know, you've got to watch what, what you, your children are reading, watching, listening to. Because what you read, watch, and listen to is going to be what you think about. Duh. Duh. You know, this, this, um. You know, yeah, yeah, I'm on my soapbox here. I've got, I just pulled one up and stood up on it. But this this topic tonight, remember Lot's wife? How did Lot's wife get to Sodom in the first place? Through Lot's stupid decisions. And why didn't Lot move out of Sodom when he could? Because he didn't want to. And the Bible says in Genesis 19:16, while Lot lingered, the men laid hold upon his hands upon the hand of his wife, upon the hand of his two daughters, the Lord being merciful unto him. He had a he had his uncle Abraham praying for him. And these angels drug him out of the city, <coughs> said, don't look back. But notice Lot lingered. He liked it in Sodom, he was going to feel sad leaving, but the Lord was merciful to Lot. Great. I'm glad Lot got out of Sodom. I am. I'm gra- glad anybody gets out of Sodom. But doesn't it make you sad what happened to the rest of his family back in Sodom? Doesn't it make you sad? You know I was I was um many years ago I was doing some window work at a home down in Hedinger. The man that I was working on his home was uh it was it was far enough away from dickinson he said just stay at my house while you're working here and i was working by myself so i did and i stayed there a couple nights well i was helping his kid with home his kids with homework or something one night after supper it was i think in the winter so it got dark pretty early and i was i uh, anyway the one of the questions on the homework had something to do with television and i told the this doctor's son i said i or daughter i said i I can't answer that question. I haven't had a television for years. And he heard me across the room. Now, this was a Catholic man. He said, you don't have a television? I said, no. He said, neither do we. I said, you don't? He goes, no. I said, why? He said, I don't want my kids watching all that stuff. I thought, that's that's so interesting to me. That Catholic people are getting rid of their televisions. Because they don't want their kids watching all that stuff. Don't bring Sodom into your home. You know what I'll suggest to you tonight, after this program's over, is go through your go through your movies, go through your music, and just get rid of it. There's plenty of good Christian music out there to listen to. I love music. You know that. I play a lot of music here. There's all kinds of good stuff to listen to you don't have to listen to the Beatles. I mean, you you don't have to listen. I mean, like, the Beatles? I mean, really? Now, here again, if you're not a Christian, you're just driving through Dickinson, none of this is going to make any sense to you. But why should I bring into my home that trash, or into my mind, that trash music? And if... I did, and if I became worldly, and if I did walk away, someday, maybe God in his mercy would, my last day alive would reach out to me, and I'd run to the altar and pray and repent, and God would forgive me, and I'd go to heaven. But what about my grandchildren? Where are they going to go? One of the reasons to remember Lot's wife is to remember lots of dumb decisions now i know there are people listening to me that probably have a lot of remorse in their life and you can't do a lot about that some of the lost opportunities maybe you've already raised your children and you can't go back maybe that's true but what about making good decisions today i'm going to play a little part of a song maybe and come back Let's see how how does this work? We'll try it. We'll see if this works here. This is some really old stuff. Like this is like LP stuff here. He's coming
1: back. He's coming back. He's coming- He's coming back 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 He's I don't know what I'm gonna send the blood You better build yourself an arm, boy And build for wood. Then he told us you better get out of town
0: I'm tired of these people sitting waste I'm gonna burn this city down
2: Pastor Bob, the telelocutors show, he is coming back. You have been listening to a live broadcast tonight, and um, good to have, um, who is it listening to me, Robin and Sharon, or is it Robin and Rod? I'm not sure. Got them listening, we have uh, the Frost listening, um, That was Becky Fender, by the way, Philip. He was wondering who that was. Uh, Have you ever heard me? I sing that song a lot too, but tonight I was in no shape to sing it. Uh, Oh, it's kind of neat. This evangelist that texts me. Glad you're listening tonight. Appreciate that you're listening. Just got a few minutes in the program tonight. We're just talking about remembering Lot's wife. You know, three things, three takeaways tonight. Uh, We need to make sure... That um, that we got to keep our priorities straight. Jesus is coming back. He's coming back for people that love Him and are looking for His return. Number two, we need to make sure we're making wise decisions in our life, not only for us but for the sake of those around us. Let's not wait till we could just save ourselves. Oh, so many people are like, "Well, when I'm in the hospital and I'm dying, I'm going to cry out to Jesus." Wonderful. What about your children? What about your grandchildren? What about everybody else in your life? You're going to just let them go to hell? It's kind of the way Lot worked. 1 Timothy 4.16 says, Take heed unto thyself, unto the doctrine, continue in them, for in doing this thou shalt both save thyself, save thyself and them that hear thee. Cool. Do what's right, keep walking with God, do it more than a day at a time. Do it for a while, and you're going to see a whole bunch of people come to God because of it. And number three, if you're not living right, you need to repent. You need to repent. You need to, um, you need to have true godly sorrow. You need to turn your life over to God. True godly sorrow can change everything. What if Lot would have repented in Sodom? What if he had cried out for God's mercy in Sodom? What if he would have tried to take his family out of Sodom? That's what God wants us to do. Lord Jesus, tonight I pray that you will help us, God. We know that, that you are coming. God, we believe you're coming soon. I pray for our listening audience, God, that we are not like Lot's wife. And we're not and, and, and for all of us that we won't put our loved ones in a position like Lot put his family in. I pray God that you'll help us tonight in the name of Jesus. Come and see me. Wednesday night, 7:30, 501, Elks Drive, Dickinson, North Dakota, we have a special speaker. On Sunday mornings, 10 o'clock is Sunday school, 11 o'clock is our worship service in Beach at the Beach Community Center at 7.30 Tuesday nights in Bowman, right on Main Street, 7.30 Thursday nights, 9.30 Sunday, or 10.30 Sunday mornings. God bless, folks. Next week, tune in for another Tell It Like It Is radio show.
3: Blinded by the darkness of the night. Living in a world that always claims what's wrong is right. I did not know which way to turn or where to go. To find someone somewhere to heal my wounded soul. Captured, imprisoned, because of what I did not know It's not really what but who could make me sane and whole You came into my life and turned my life around I once was lost in sin, but now I'm found You, but I'm gonna have to try So I'll keep on serving you until the day I die Just by bloodshed, you took the blame Just so that I could be baptized in Jesus' name They took your body down and placed it in the tomb They rolled the stone across and sealed you in that room Lost